Thanks for tuning in to the Humane Roundup podcast with your hosts, Ashley Bishop. Good morning. And Daniel Ettinger. You know, this computer stuff <laughs> is not my first, um, I guess, I, I'm not a computer person. But like, I know how to type and send emails and check you know, stuff. But when it comes to like understanding some of this uh, technical stuff, I'm glad we have people like Tim editing and uh, Hildy behind the scenes. But Craig is our is our recording bot. We use Discord, and I don't know. It usually has a backup, and the backup just doesn't want to back up. It's like taking the day off. Yeah, he's like, screw you. You got this. You got ain't nobody this. got your six. <laughs> anyway, how are things up there in Wisconsin? Good, good. I just had um, my annual event yesterday, so we gave away pre-rabies vaccines, $10 microchips, and got over 100 animals licensed for the year. Although That's fantastic. It, how many, do you do that just once a year, or how often do you do that? So it, We're leaning towards once a year at this point. Okay. Um, we always do it before licensing is required to be finished by April thir- uh, April 1st. Um, it's just, I'm really struggling because no matter how many times I reach out to different media outlets, nobody ever picks it up until the day of. They'll come out day <laughs> of and interview me. They don't me, help promote I'm, it. Yeah. Exactly. And it's ridiculous. And we could be helping so many more people. Um, I mean, we we were through over a hundred people in like two hours. Oh wow! So such a great service, and I I really I think we need to start seeing more of that. So if anyone has questions on how maybe you do it, reach out. Oh, to absolutely. H dot o dot bishop on the Instagram or Facebook. You can send her a message there and uh, just ask kind of to see how she does it or how she structures it. I think it's so good to have that community involvement. You know, our shelter currently does a low cost vaccine clinic, usually every Saturday and Sunday. That's when it's scheduled unless there's like, you know, a snow day or a holiday or, you know, something of that mm-hmm. nature. So, yeah. 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 And we only offer the rabies because the goal is ultimately the licensing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it, you start small and you can eventually work up to things too. So, Absolutely. Can I just change it up really quick? This may no. be inappropriate. inappropriate. <laughs> I, I think I realized recently I like dogs more than I like people. You only just now realize this? How long have you been in the profession? <laughs> this even is why the, I got into the profession. <laughs> even the worst dogs. Even mm-hmm. the worst dogs. Shout out to, uh, again, one of, one of my friends that I've worked with for over 10 years. He actually trained me in the beginning and... uh he was like, hey, you want to help me with this dog? And this dog was mean. And it was just like, you know those grumpy dogs? Like, he's not like going to kill you, dog. But he's just grumpy. He's like, I'm having a bad day. And I you know, went in to help him. And, you know, I, yeah, I don't like using those catch poles. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. not something I, I prefer. You know, and over time, you kind of build skills to to not have to use that. And so he his setup is like, a it's a van setup. Uh, so it's you have a van, don't you? I do. Yeah. It's a lot easier to get the animal, in my opinion, than the the truck when they're at your face, yeah. you know. So I go in, and um, you know, I just talk to him like, "Hey, little buddy, what? Why are you so mad?" You know, ask him like, "Why are you mad today, bro?" Like, like, and it was 
I, th- I forget the ex- circumstances of the impound, but it wasn't anything like serious, right? It was just like maybe a safekeeping or something. Like, why you got to be so mad? And so we talk a little bit and I open up. Do you have like the clear plexiglass in the no, van? I've, no, I have the metal bars. Okay. But you can see in, right? Like, you can oh, see yeah, absolutely. In. Yeah. Mm. So I, uh, you know, open it just a little bit. And I love the, the the leashes that I use. It's like a like it's it's actually climbing rope, but it keeps the shape really well. So if you make oh, a loop, nice. the loop won't collapse. You know, if you ever use those flat leads, those ropes mm-hmm. will collapse. No fun. And uh, I don't know. So I you know have a good loop, and I let them smell it, and then I slip it over the head and open up the. So once I have any dog like on a lead, I feel like I have control there. Like it's really going to be hard for a dog to like lunge at me mm-hmm. based on how much length I give that rope. Right. And it's maybe hard to articulate over air, uh, in person. I can show that a lot easier, but so I get him out and, uh, he's grumpy. He's, you know, one of those, leave me alone dogs, <laughs> but, it, but having him on, the rope and then walking with him, he's kind of like, all right, you know what? This guy ain't too bad. Like he's kind of cool. And so we walk down, you know, go into the intake room, uh, do our vaccinations and stuff. And like, I'm able to pet him a little bit. I mean, there's still that war, like there's all those warning signs. You got to be careful. It's not like I'm going to hug the dog, right? uh, like low growls, but you know, we're able to vaccinate him safely and, and get him into the kennel. And then the owner picked him up or somebody picked him up yesterday. And I saw him leaving and I forget what he said. The guy said something to me like, he he was like, was he mean to you or was he grumpy? And I was like, he was grumpy, but we became friends. And at that point, I kind of realized that I just like, even the grumpiest dogs, I like yep. them more than people. You can read them more. Yeah. I, at least I can. I can read a, an animal better than I can a person. We had a, yesterday at the clinic, we had a dog. It was probably, I'm thinking like a boxer, Great Dane mix. She was scared. I mean, most dogs are going into a vet type situation and sure. we host ours in a, um, actually a very large garage <clears throat> and she was terrified and there's a lot of people standing around in the, we had a couple of, um, vet tech students there to learn and they were trying to leash muzzle her and stuff. And even the vet got in there and tried to leash muzzle her. And every time she'd jump up and snap at her and stuff. And so finally the vet looks at me and goes, all right, Ashley, you and me. <laughs> and yeah. I much prefer, I love dealing with the grumpy animals, cats or dogs. I prefer the, the grumpy ones because they're a challenge and we got it done. No problem. And I even got to like full on restrain her and she was fine. But I love it. I had a dog at large two days ago. Same thing. It was a small dog. Uh, it kind of cornered itself and it was, you know, <laughs> you know, that dog. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, but it's again, uh, as soon as I got it on a leash and gave it, yep. like, I don't get it on a leash and they're like, come here. I get it on a leash and I, t- I just talk to it like, it's okay, little dog. Yep. And then, and then like, as soon as you start talking to it, I feel like the leash for most dogs, now this isn't the case for every dog, clearly, but for most dogs, it's like, okay, like, you're in uh, charge. I'm gonna come, yeah, I'm going to come with you. Like, I'm able to pick the dog up. And it, again, it was funny. So when I, I dropped the dog off, it had a, it was actually wearing a city license, which was cool. And uh, I brought it home and the mom, she was like, 
I was like getting, I was like, I really like your dog. She was like, does she, she likes you? And I was like, yeah, like we're friends now. Uh, and it's so funny. Like you can say that like with dogs, like we're yep. friends now. Um, and it, with people, the people are just so <laughs> guarded sometimes. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, dogs are, they're, they're you, like you said, they're easier to read. They're just, uh, just, I don't know. I just like dogs more than people. With that with being you. said, I like our next guest, so I'll bring, <laughs> let's bring her on. Uh, Halle, she is the lead animal services officer in a town on the East Coast. Thanks for joining us today. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. We're Good morning. super excited to have you. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So can you, we'll just start really quick. Can you just maybe give a little bit of background um, about yourself and how long you've been doing the job? And kind of what your daily, you know, daily, um, what's the word I'm looking for, Bishop? Routine, routine. is. Yeah, that's it. That's the word. Uh, <laughs> looks like out there in the field. Sure. So I've been an animal services officer for nine years. Um, prior to that, I was a park ranger for Maryland Capital Park and Planning for Park Police Department. So to some extent, we did some animal um you know, basically part of it was just rescue. There was, for me, was no enforcement. So coming from being a park ranger to animal services, I thought, piece of cake. I've handled mean dogs. I've, I've done all services. And I was like, holy crap, this is a different world. And it was just hit me so hard. And I said, wow, um, I thought I knew, but I guess I, I don't. So um, that's what I always tell people that want to apply and they say we love animals and I say that's great. Um, but, but the owners are the ones that you really have to deal with. You're not writing a ticket <laughs> so to true. the dog, you're so writing true. a ticket to the owner. So um, that's where I come from. So um, basically been in the field for nine years. And, you know, we do enforcement, we do uh, respond to rescue. Uh, cruelty, uh, neglect, and investigation. We do file charges, and um, you know we do a lot of educational. But in my opinion, we are not. And I think, and I this is just personal opinion as a whole that I don't think the education part in our field is being is done enough. Um, that's what I think. And that's my focus is that's just my passion that I think that education, it's, uh, very, very important in the field. So we do have truck days. We, you know, we do all that, but you know, how the staffing goes and we have like two, three officer per shift, and then you're covering over a million, uh, pub population. So, um, education, sometimes it's not as much done as much as I would like to. Hold on a second. Are those legitimate numbers? You have two to three officers for a, a population of a million people? Yeah. So our shift, each Whoa. shift, we have morning shift from six to four, which we is four officers then, or supposed to be four officers. Then we have uh, 12 to 10, which is my shift, um, should be four officers. But, you know, we are down for medical reasons, for just, you know, life in general. So there are times that most of the time right now it could be three officers, but obviously if one calls out, it's two. Uh, and there have been times that if the other one goes homesick or something happens, then you have just you working basically like an on-call status. We have on-call officer from 10 p.m. till 6 a.m. 
Um, but if somebody leaves prior to that, then you just work just like an on-call officer would work and respond to priority calls. So it can be a much um, at times. So that's why the education sometimes take the back seat. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, that's... Yeah, I, and I think we need to develop as a profession to really look at educational or generating voluntary compliance more so than just being reactive and writing tickets in, in that aspect because that's the easier thing to do in that moment, right? How how can I come out of this with a better outcome if I had more time? And, and that, shouldn't, that shouldn't be the driver. Unfortunately, it is in a lot of cases. Let me just write a ticket, write a report, and get out of here versus educate and really help uh, this, this situation from happening again. Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. When we talk about some of the things you do on social media, uh, you're often educating kind of on a larger scale. So it's different than like a, a you know, a, a, like we make contacts with people every day and you can, you know, educate on a one by one kind of basis, but you do more. A lot, I see a lot of things on the, on the social media, whether you do lives or you do um, stories. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So um, about two years ago or maybe three years ago, uh, a friend told me and said, why don't you um, open Instagram and do educational stuff since you're very passionate about the education aspect of the work? And um, I opened the page. I do it in Farsi. Um, it's and for those that don't know what, what that is, can you explain sure, what language? It's yeah. for, so Farsi, it's for um, Iran. So Iran, uh, the language in Iran, it's Farsi. Uh, I know part of Afghanistan and other part of the, you know, Middle East, some speak Farsi as well. So if they do lesson to me, they probably would understand. But it's mainly the main focus is on my fellow Iranians in Iran. And um, in Iran, we don't have animal control or animal services or human officers we don't have. So I thought that this would be the best thing to do to introduce the country to oh there's such a job exist um and also just whatever we all know so when we do lives and um just provide that information that we have so they could use it so i do a lot of um, lives with um uh, you know folks that are in conservation they're conservationists or um basically in rescue groups so we do a lot of that we do have a lot of feral dog population in Iran and that's something that they're always interested in knowing how we manage that in the US and I tell them as, at least for us in Maryland we don't have um, feral dog population as far as issues to do so we work on TNR for cats and that's something that I always talk about. So I talk about animal law, I talk about rescue, what we do so I'm, uh, I haven't been active for past month or two because work has been very busy but prior to that i have been very very active on social media um i have almost five thousand uh, followers on that page and i have to tell you my videos when i do they're so interested in what we do here that the views are or some views are like eighteen thousand views or like that so it they are very interested and 
not just Iran. I get viewers um, from other countries. Um, I've had one from Japan. I've had from um, Germany and from many other countries. Like I said, it's mostly in Farsi. Uh, so the in English speakers probably don't understand, but uh, they actually told me recently we have um, uh, recently somebody reached out to me and they said, if you do educational stuff with your coworkers or anybody in the U.S. that does this job, you're willing to translate it. So that's something that um, I think would be the next step, because when I do it in Farsi, there's no other Iranian that is an animal services officer that I know of, or at least there's none on social media. So if I could do the educational, so everybody could use, so we could all, if it's English, obviously everybody all over the world that speak English or can understand English can benefit from it. And then it will be translated to Farsi um, for folks that speak Farsi as well. Have you ever considered doing um, any kind of training videos or anything for the P the officers here in the U.S. on what general animal customs are over in the Middle East. We recently here um, have taken in some Afghani refugees, and that was my first question because we've been, you know, we were, we're working on integrating them into the community and stuff. And I said, well, how do they view animals? You know, we have a very large population of um, Asian people here. And, you know, they have different religious things that they do with animals, specifically roosters and that. And so, you know, it, it gets tough with the cockfighting rings and things like that, knowing, okay, do you have this rooster in your house for a religious reason or are there other reasons? Have you ever considered doing anything like that? Yeah, you actually made a great point. A um, few years ago, um, just when I started this Instagram and I got into it for large scale of education, um, in, in, we have our new year, it's in March, the Persian new year, it's in March. So, um, beginning of April, 13 days after the new year, we celebrate, it's basically celebrating, um, spring and that's our new year. Um, I decided to, um, ask, um, our director, if they would allow me to set up a, you know, table at this event, which a lot of times, sometimes 4,000 people come to the park and it's like an outdoor celebration with DJ and they bring um, artists and it, it's a huge, huge event. And they approved it. So I set up a table. I spoke um, at the, at the event and that was the first time. And that, allowed me to talk a lot a lot to Iran fellow Iranians that maybe just moved here or they have lived here but they don't know the animal law or you know things that relates to animal field and that helped a lot so you made a great point I think a lot of times um, for those that emigrated uh, to us they're not you know familiar with a lot of things especially with animal field and the laws and um, how to take care of an animal that it's very different here than it is back home so that's a great point so I did do that uh, three years ago when I just started this Instagram but it's coming up again and I don't know if they're gonna because of COVID it hasn't been happening mm -hmm. so if it happens I will try to do that again but 
I think making a video, like you said, it's much better. And that's what I do in Farsi. And, but I really want to do that in English and have a subtitle in Farsi so that way everybody can use it. You see? So that way, um, whoever, you know, others that speak English can also as well use it. So you, you talk about the aspect of education, which is so key. Have you thought like, and I, <laughs> I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but like long-term and one of my, one of my like retirement goals long-term, and I would love to do this if I could figure out how to is do some sort of like philanthropy work where we go to underprivileged communities overseas and not only educate, but help. Uh, and I don't know if there's a rabies problem in Iran. I know like in certain places in India and in Asia as well, there might be in Africa too, but like going around, you know, doing, uh, doing roundups of animals and uh, vaccinating, maybe spay, neuter, release, et cetera. Uh, is that something that's like you've ever thought about, or is it something that uh, you don't see yourself doing? It's actually interesting. You said that because I did talk about this on my page and I told them that I would love to gather, um, have a team of us animal services officers or uh, anybody in the field to uh, make that happen and travel and do that. The only issue is that um, the relationship, you know, relations with as far as the Iran's, I don't know if it's possible to do that right now. Um, you know, getting visa and allowing um, people to go there to do that. That's something that it needs to be discussed and see if it's possible. But in general, yeah, I have thought about it. And um, actually, Recently, I heard that uh, they are trying to see if they could pass some sort of a law to start animal services or humane officers in Iran. Um, and I, you know, I told myself, if I haven't done anything, if this happens, that would that would make me happy. <laughs> if nothing came out of this Instagram page, at least um, I could introduce our field and um if that would happen, that would be great. But yeah, that would be great. And I, I know there are um, a lot of animal services, humane officers, you know, all of us that um, some actually are, are traveling. Um, I have coworkers that have traveled to other countries to participate in rabies and TNR and uh, those sort of things. So that would, yes, I have thought about it. That is, it's if anyone's so interested now, in sponsoring that, I was just, just gonna say, we'll start a <laughs> <Yeah>. Patreon. <laughs> just, just reach out to us through the Humane Roundup Facebook page. And the page. three of us out there. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's there's so much work to be done, and I think we're doing so great work as it is. And, and I'm just excited that we have people like you in the field that are extremely passionate about, you know, just the, the entire profession. and you know, it can be tough. We know that it can be tough, but when we have um, just people that want to contribute, it makes it a lot better. So thank you for continuing the work that you're doing. Oh, thank you. Thank You know, it's, it's as we know, it's not an easy job. Uh, mentally, physically, sometimes it's, it takes a toll, but, you know, we, we have a goal. And when, when I go to a hoarder situation and after it, taking pictures, transporting, and doing all that, and you have poop on your clothes, and 
you know, you just <laughs> can't smell anything. And then you just sit there like, oh, my God, is this going to be over soon? But at the end, when you see the animals getting adopted or uh, just rescuing it, that truly, truly, I know it's very cliche, but it just makes up for all the hardship at times. You know, it's not easy. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend, oh, it's all glory uh, for those that are not familiar with our job and our, you know. Um, but it's 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 worth it. Somebody has to speak for them, right? Mm. That's always been my motto. I, I'm, I speak for those who can't speak for Correct. themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, is it game time or do you? I think you it's something? Game. Is it game time? Game, I think time. It's game time. Ladies and gentlemen, and don't mess me up this time. Okay, Bishop. I wrote it down. Did you see that? Um, At the very is on, end. Is it At on the... Is it on the sheet? Mm-hmm. At the oh. very bottom. At the bottom? Well, Box whatever. 31. Eight. Box. Oh, I just messed up. Anyway, <laughs> this game is called Pick of the Litter. And the Pick of the Litter is brought to you by the Humane Educators of Texas. Check them out. Their website is humaneeducatorsoftexas.com. Is it of Texas? Yes, you messed up the thing. It's fine. You know, Tabitha and Kelly won't hold it against you. It's totally fine. <laughs> See, that's Humane. the nice thing is they know where you are, not where I am. <laughs> <laughs> so on this game, Halle, what we do is we just give you stuff, and then you pick. It's the pick of the litter. You can pick based on whatever preference you prefer. You can pick neither. You can pick all. You can just pick something else. We don't care as long as you pick. <laughs> And that's how we play the pick of the litter. Do you have any questions about the pick of the litter? I have no idea what the game is. <laughs> but that's what makes it fun. But it yeah, sounds that... interesting, right? It's like going to cause. You don't know what you're going to get. So it's like, okay. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly it's never it. what you expect either. Yeah. Oh, yeah. never. Okay. I don't know what just happened, but my dog is going crazy out there. Sorry. Roof, 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 roof. He's <laughs> like running through the house, and that's an also, 80 pound barrel. <laughs> coming soon, we have a new game that you and I are going to do soon. I'm just teasing it now, and that's it. Okay, cool. Get on to the pick of the letter. Oh, all right. See, Halea, I'm I'm right there with you. I never know what the call is going to be because Dan just pops up with <laughs> this stuff randomly. <laughs> oh, okay. So, pick of the letter. Halea, van, truck, or SUV? SUV. Love it. Okay. My favorite. Uh, vans yeah, we have a van, but I really like SUV. Oh, all right. Uh, cat, dog, or other? Dog. Hip-hop, country, rock, or if you've got something other that you listen to? Hmm, a little bit of everything, but I used to do country a lot, and obviously Persian. We add Persian music to it. That would probably be my number one. Okay. Give me a good Persian artist that I can research. Uh, type Andy, A-N-D-Y. Okay. He is, he's, he's old one, but good one. <laughs> oldie old, but goodie. We like mm, oldie, oldie but goodie. goodie. yeah. Just like Dan. Anyway, not... <laughs> Nonprofit, PD, or municipality? PD. Bite or cruelty? Cruelty. That's definitely in the lead. everything. Yeah. We have one uh, that had both, but uh, overall. Yeah. 
Body armor or none? What was the what body armor? Or body no? armor or no body armor? Oh, body armor for sure. I've been pointed with a gun. So what? Uh, Wait, story oh, yeah. time. Yeah, Hold story up. time. <laughs> so this is this is gonna be very you one of those that you want the story to be so crazy, but you get the gun pointed at you in the most bizarre way. So I I was on light duty for uh, I had some injuries. So I was on light duty towards the end of my light duty. I asked if I could get on the road with, with a non-marked vehicle so I could go do our licensing. We would have to just knock on a door and say, hey, your dog's or cat's license has expired and you haven't responded to us. I give you this notice, get it done with this such and such days. If not, I'll write you a ticket, right? Mm -hmm. So I um, didn't have my body armor. I just had my, you know, just a, a uniform pants and shirt because I'm like almost done with light duty in a non-marked vehicle. <laughs> I go knock on this store in a mo the countryside. So there are like farms and stuff. So I go to knock and it was raining. It was, uh, it was getting dark uh, around seven o'clock. It was dark. So I go knock on a door and no answer. So I see the person sitting in their living room. <laughs> so I go right uh, next to the door there was a window and I knocked on a window and I stood back by the door to see if they can come to the door so they did come to the door they came around with a rifle pointing at me oh and, <laughs> and they had red laser pointing at my Holy face shit. and I looked at him and I thought this is this is how I die I die because of licensing so I've oh got, <laughs> and I was like, "This is a pathetic way of dying." I've gone to search warrants. I've gone to more like interesting stuff. And how did Halle die? She went to knock on the door for licensing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he came out, and I see this big rifle, like he was holding it, like uh, he was in military or something. He pointed at me with this red light. And I just put my hands up, and all I said was, animal services, don't shoot. And I said, animal services, don't shoot. Animal services, don't shoot. He had a large German shepherd with him. So the German shepherd ran towards me, and he was, oh. he was in a, he was in a, um, enclosed, like a, um, not sunroom, what do you call it, in front of the house? The, like an enclosed porch? patio kind of porch, Yeah. So then he ran, and I was like, oh, my God, if I'm not going to die from getting shot, I'm going to get mauled to death, and I have nothing on me. So um, I held the foot. I shut the foot with my door trying to help, you know, hold him back or do yeah. something. And he stuck his head at the screen. Apparently, he had tried to gone through it before. Um, but he wasn't mean or anything. But just seeing a dog running towards you and have the owner pointing gun at you yeah. just... You know, at that time, I I'm trying to read the body language of the dog, but I'm like looking at the guy holding a gun. So it was just very bizarre. So the the dog didn't do anything. He just poked his head, and I kept yelling at the dog, "Get back, get back, go!" You know, because I was like, "What is he doing?" So he put the gun down. You know, all this happened within seconds, but when you're in the moment, it's like forever. minutes and minutes and forever. So he put the gun down and he was more scared than I was <laughs> because <laughs> it was so bizarre. He looked at me, he said, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I just told him, I said, sir, put the gun down, put the gun down. And he's like, okay, okay. So he put the gun, he, he literally laid the gun inside in the house by the door. 
and took his dog back. And I said, put the dog back in the house. He put the dog back in the house. And he looked at me. He came over. He said, I'm so sorry. Everybody knows that know me. They know not to come to my house unannounced. I said, well, I didn't have anything to announce. I was announcing my presence, but knocking on your door. And you just pointed a rifle at me. And he, he said, can I hug you? And I was like, no, I don't want to be hugged right now. So he came and hugged me. He's like, no, no, I really, I'm so sorry. He, he kept saying, I'm so sorry. So I told him about his licensing. I went back to my car and I got on air on the radio and I told our dispatcher, you know, my car number. And I said, I am clearing from scene. Just FYI to add to the note. I just had gun pointed at me <laughs> and I just went about my business to the next call. So the dispatch was like, I'm sorry, what? And literally on air, they couldn't believe it. And they called me on my phone. They're like, did you say gun? Like gun, gun pointed at you. I said, yes. And they're like, and why are you so calm? I said, I don't know. I had no answer. This is by far the best story ever on the Humane Roundup podcast. And I'm not even joking. This is unbelievable. I know. So that's that's my story. I was like, I don't know why I was calm. I can't give you any answer right now. Oh my now, god! But yeah. Uh, so yeah. How, was your heart like what you like? You had to you know. I don't. Yeah, I I I don't know if it was just being shocked. You know, I I have no idea why I was so calm about it. I still to this day don't understand it, and. I, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know if it's just you see death before your eyes and you're like, that's it. I'm, 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 I'm dying. You know, yeah. um, I was in shock for sure. And f- it took me a few days trying to just wrap everything around and be like, what, what just happened? Did I just have rifle? Not just a regular. I had big ass rifle pointed at me. So, um, yeah, I, I can't explain the feeling. It was. Not a good feeling, for sure, because I saw death before my eyes. I was like, that's it. And if he accidentally even panicked and pulled the trigger, it would be right between my eyebrows on my forehead because that's that laser was pointing. And he was a very, he seemed to be a very good shot from the way he was holding the rifle. And I was like, oh, my God, I got so lucky I survived this one. Wow. But our job's not dangerous. It's not dangerous no. at all. No, no we don't no. need anybody armor. We don't no, need any protection. Yeah, you know, a lady that recently told my coworker and I uh, in the elevator when we were going for cruelty, she said, why are you wearing body armor? You know, it's not like the dog's going to shoot you. And I said, no, the dogs won't shoot you, but the owners will. Yeah. But they were you know what? I've why had, we wear. I've had my body armor protect me from a dog bite because I did have a dog that tried to bite me in the stomach. Correct. Correct. And that too, you know, so uh, some people don't understand. They think we just go around and pick up little fuzzy, foo-foo, fluffy mm-hmm. off the street and that's it. But that's... No, we almost get shot over licensing. So people... <laughs> wow. I don't want to take this story back to my city and be like, yo, you want me doing all this licensing? Mm, we need to I talk gotta, about this. Hey, Tim, you got you to gotta cut that. We, we need that as a separate... Um, <laughs> bank it we call that banking so bank that story so we can play it back at some point but that's a great wow uh in yeah. the three Leave years we've been doing this today. podcast we've had some good stories and good stuff yeah. but that is by far the best story i've ever heard and yeah. thankfully you're safe oh it, that's yeah. why it's the best story because exactly. exactly exactly wow. yeah yep <laughs> oh, oh my gosh all right well i appreciate that story but uh 
let's move on. Maybe we should add license into this next one, Dan. Um, barking <laughs> stray. <sighs> Hello, barking or stray? Oh, um, barking. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah, I I had my time in the field where I loved the stray. But I have so many injuries that I sometimes I just look at them. I'm like, are you going to come to me? Because yeah. I don't think my knees on my back are allowing me to run right now. <laughs> <laughs> so if you ask that question, probably five, six years ago, I said, oh, it's it's Trey, 100%. Now I'm like, mm, are they just barking and I just can go talk to the owner versus running mm. after a dog? I, my, I get shots in my back and my knees very often. Oh, so. Geez. Yeah, so I, I think I choose barking right now. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, cell phone or radio? Radio. No, you didn't. It sounds like in that story, you didn't have your radio on you. Do you only have one in your vehicle? Uh, I didn't have one on. I had, because um, I was on quote unquote half light duty. Um, but radio for sure. Well, um, both. Really both. But. I did have radio in the car, so when I got to the car, I got on air and I um, announced it, but they called me on the cell phone because I, apparently I sounded too calm and they thought something was up. Maybe, <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking. Maybe I, they were holding were me down and said, you're staying, yeah. you're okay, or I'm going to kill you. So yeah. both, but you know, radio, it's easier um, transmission if I really need help and I have used radio when I was in trouble with parks when I was a park ranger so it was much easier to get help okay <clears throat> let's see if our streak continues Dan okay zoom or in person in person yep continues. we are 100% in person people <laughs> yep even though we don't like people <laughs> we like people we just like dogs more than people like our yeah. people <laughs> we like our people yeah kind of like well it's, it's some of those dedicated breeds that you know really just like their few people that's us yes <laughs> we're, we're the chow chows <laughs> um oh. skunk or doa oh depends on what kind of <laughs> see that's see I know the thing is like DOA, um, you know, come across DOA that it's really bad and it just makes you sad. You're like, I'll take the skunk over that. But in general, if it's, I don't know, that's a tough one. I've been skunked before and I lasted for a month and I got mm. migraine headaches for a very long time. So I don't know. Obviously, mm. I don't wish death on anybody's pets, but oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say that it was time for them to pass on and they just died peacefully so I can I can choose the way. Okay. The way it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, you gotta be honest, you know. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> That's all we ask. Yeah. Um so last question of the day. Catch pole, snappy snare or lariat? I don't know what Larry it is. What is Larry? Ah, ah, Dan. Ah. Uh, whatever. It's a, you know, have you ever seen Cowboys Rope Cows? Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. That's, that's, it's so we don't, I don't do it. I don't do it that way. I throw it underhand. I catch dogs sometimes, oh, maybe coyotes. Cool, yeah. We don't, we don't have, we don't do that. So I'm not even skilled with that. So I would have to either, um, I would 
say I I don't like catch pulls, you know, as much. But I would choose catch pull only because snappy snares sometimes it's um, tricky, you know. Um, but I think if I if we use the catch pull at least to some extent um, correctly, um, catch pull. But obviously, that's the last resort for dogs that are very 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 aggressive. Agreed. Agreed. You know, kind of, I use them more for wildlife than I would uh, yep. on dogs. Yes, yeah. yes. yes. It, going back to our earlier conversation, I, I find nine times out of ten that if I can get a dog on a leash, they will calm down. Um, I use my snappy snare um, to do that at times just because they're, they're that two feet away from you and won't get quite get to you and i can but your get arms are so short i mean you kind of have no choice i don't so. know why you have this misconception that i'm so short dan <laughs> <laughs> just because you're old wow. um, <laughs> um but yeah i threw you off you track the... now you can't even remember what you were talking about no i was talking about the fact that leash getting a leash on a dog is better because you can get better control i agree yes i completely agree and that's the beauty, right? Like we all have our own kind of tricks of the trade and we try to just, you know, learn from each other. And, and that's what, one of the reasons why we do this show is so people can hear about your experiences, Hale, and uh, really understand that, you know, there's so much diversity in this profession, whether it's from our own personal backgrounds, our life experiences, using catch bowls versus using snappy snares versus using ropes. I'm not, you know, I'm not here for some of our new listeners to say, like, put your catch pull away. You'll know when it's time. You'll know. Mm-hmm. I, I'll never forget this day that uh, there was a, a drug bust, undercover cops. They had a dog out there, et cetera, that they needed to be picked up. Uh, and it was the dog was in a vehicle where they did the drug bust. And I just remember walking up, like parking the car, the truck getting out and one of the undercover cops saying to me, Hey, you're going to need your stick thingy. And I remember saying to him, I turned to him and I said, sir, and, you know, like, and I've, I've probably worked with him before. So it wasn't like, I was like, um, like I didn't say it in a way that was like rude. I was like, sir, that would be like me telling you that you're going to need your firearm for a call. Like, let me handle my call. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I walk up to the vehicle, the dogs, as all of you know, dogs can be protective of their vehicle. But, you know, you open up the door crack, you kind of let him smell the rope again, you know, give him some time. He smells the rope, get the rope over his head, pull him out. Everything's fine. So, you know, that misconception or idea that we need to use that rod all the time isn't, you know, it, it's not necessary. Some people just have to learn uh, whether you're new on the job or m- maybe you're not even, uh, you know, on the job like this police officer was, but assume that, you know, because the dog showed some exhibited some concerning behavior that that was the only outcome, but it wasn't so. They had a similar, they did a drug bust at a house after a domestic violence situation. And the dog had puppies. It was a big old uh, cane corso. And they're like, oh, you're going to need your catch pole. And I looked at it. You're going to need your catch pole so you don't get bit. And I looked at him. I said, if I get bit, it's my fault. I had had interactions with this dog previously. He's like, oh, it was growling at officer so-and-so. I'm like, yeah, he probably deserved to be growled at. Like, just <laughs> let me do my job. You do your job. And we'll be, I walked her out on a leash. They lifted her up into the kennel for me because I was, you know, five months pregnant and not a peep out of her. So. Hmm. That's awesome. Very Good cool. Stuff. Well, is there anything we didn't chat about, Holly, that you wanted to make sure our listeners um, 
new or anything where you had, can, Bishop? Where can people find you, Hale, so that they can also be watching out for those videos? So um, my Instagram page is Hale, H-A-L-E-H underscore animal officer. So that is my page. So I'm going to, um, once I figure out, you know, how to make the videos and if you guys are interested or you know any other um, officers that are interested so we can do the video together sometimes, that would be great. And um, they can watch it on that page. So I'm trying to do probably both English and Farsi so that way everybody can use it. That's awesome. Yeah, very, very cool. Very cool. Well, thanks for taking the time to join us today. We really appreciate the time. Thank we know you. you have, yeah, we know you have to get to work, and um, so you have a busy day ahead of you. But uh, thanks for sharing some stories and having our you know yeah. listeners kind of get a glimpse of what you do there in Maryland. And uh, we really do appreciate it. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank you so much for having me. You guys are Absolutely. doing an awesome job. Thank you, getting the word out and listening to everybody's stories, and um, it was it was wonderful joining you guys thank you so much thank you You're enjoy welcome. your day be safe thank you thank you have a good one okay bye-bye bye. all right bishop that, that's it thanks for everyone listening we appreciate your time and check us out on instagram and facebook and uh as always we like to say on the humane roundup podcast keep it humane, humane. main